0: You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Crump and the Cranky Fan.
1: Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today.
0: This message is being broadcast over the emergency alert system at the request of the New York football Giants. This is not a test. Please. Remain calm and stand by for the following important information. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm the Football Grump, and with me as always is Mike the Cranky Fan.
1: Oh, Grump, 2019 could not end any sooner for me or us as giant fans and we got i don't know if you want to call it a christmas present or not but uh you know we're back together again <laughs> discussing all the big news of the week you talking about me as the christmas present <laughs> well i do hang mistletoe every night oh, but that's, uh, well, lucky not, yeah. not really for you uh. <laughs>
0: Um, well, we're we're leaving Pat Shermer in the past, in, in 2019, and moving forward to 2020, we are sticking with Dave Gettleman. So that is sort of the news of the past weekend, um, the, the past fucking 24 hours, really. Um.
1: It's crazy, Grump, just to fill everybody in. Uh, 48 hours ago, I was getting ready to jump on a flight in Bend, Oregon, and since then, I've driven four hours to Portland. I've flown back to... New York for an hour, down to Florida, went to the Orange Bowl last night, had two hours sleep, got back on a plane this morning, and I'm back at cranky worldwide headquarters in New York. So this all seems like it's happened weeks ago, but it really is in like a twenty four hour period, so forgive me if I don't know what year I'm in, much yeah. less what day it is.
0: Yeah, you had a you had a rough rough go of it, but at least you have to walk away from a bowl game with a win that's nice yeah yeah and we'll talk about that
1: on twitter at the cranky fan so yeah.
0: oh look at that for those of you who don't already know you can follow this show on itunes spotify uh soundcloud google play podbean um i think there's another one right there's a uh, iheart radio iheart radio we're, I Heart on, radio. we're yeah. everywhere yeah we're everywhere so whatever podcast platform that you use uh we're probably there search us for Follow us for free there, and all these episodes kind of come to you just as they're released, and uh, you know they're usually released you know for your morning
1: drive to work, Um, usually uh, on Tuesday morning. But this is a very special emergency broadcast where we need to talk right now. So yeah,
0: exactly. Um, And if you like it, by all means, leave us a five star review on iTunes. It it really does help a lot. Um, Give give us an honest review. You know, write it up. Tell your friends about us too. It, It it really does help.
1: And you can find us on Twitter also. We're both very active. I am at The Cranky Fan.
0: And I'm at football underscore grump. Um, I'm a lot more active there because it's very easy for me to just, you know, in between uh, commercials, just opening up my Twitter, looking at it, seeing something and reacting to it. And it's a lot quicker and easier and more raw. So uh, – and and I interact with as many people as interact with me, so – um. So I guess let's take it one day at a time here. Uh, I I kind of um, assaulted everybody with my thoughts on Twitter, um, and unfortunately with my face too. So sorry about that. Um, but but Pat Shermer is out the door, and as it stands, he he was nine and twenty three with the Giants as a head coach. He is seventeen and forty five as a head coach in his entire career, um, and it is what it is, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Pat Shermer's first two years as the coach of the New York football Giants, it's not the record that is the most important thing. And let me preface my comments here by saying I am not a person who reads a statement or a press conference from an owner, a GM, a coach, or a player and believes it or takes it to heart. And I think a lot of you Giant fans, the ones that are, you know, get a lot of knowledge out of social media and read a lot, listen to our show and shows that are way bit better than ours, do the same thing. So what they say, and I think um, Maris' comment was, we didn't win enough with Shermer. I think that is red meat for the people that, you know, want – Answers and want answers now from ownership and and management for it. So but this was never really about wins and losses. This is, you know, it's not fair to Pat Shermer based upon the roster he was given, the situation the Giants were in to judge him solely on. Did this team win? Did this team win enough? It's just it's like the smell test. You just know when you're watching a team, you're watching a game, you're watching decisions. You just know if a coach has it or doesn't. And how many times have we, on this show, on on social media, talking to your friends at bars, sitting next to the guy at MetLife Stadium, and said, what are we doing? Why are we doing that? That makes no sense. That cost us. I think when you're looking for a way forward, is this roster going to the end of the first stage of reconstruction? Now we're starting to gain assets with this offseason. Is this the guy you want going forward? And Mercifully, this ownership, with I believe, with you know, input when Dave Gettleman as well, pulled the ripcord at the right time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think more often than not, when you can point to a coach in the middle of a game, it's usually something bad. I mean, when a play goes right, more often than not, you put the, um, the credit to the players. When things go wrong, you know, a lot of – basically, whenever you're talking about the coach, it's usually something bad. It's not usually something good. And more often than not, we're talking about lack of halftime adjustments, lack of preparation, no time management whatsoever, a complete inability to challenge calls, um, and, and seeing some really explosive and talented players not being utilized to their full strength. You know, when we see wide receivers colliding with each other, I mean, very good wide receivers who have had success other places running into each other. That's on coaching. And Pat Shermer is just probably in over his head as a head coach. I don't think he's stupid or a bad football guy. I mean, he's had good success as an offensive coordinator. He just may not be cut out to be a head coach. But what he did do, what he was able to do well is, I mean, let's be honest. He handled the Eli Manning to Daniel Jones transition without much of a headline. I mean, that was really not a sideshow at all.
1: You're right, Grump, as a compared to a Ben McAdoo by making it a complete sideshow with the one game benching of Eli for Geno Smith, which served no purpose short term or long term. So exactly. yeah. I will give you that.
0: Well, and there's that. I mean, we've we've seen some progress throughout the year with Daniel Jones, you know, and and another bad season. We saw him win over the players. I mean, nobody really looked to quit mentally, physically, nobody. So, I mean, he's not he's not completely inept like like Ben McAdoo was, you know, in over his head, not coaching material. This is a guy who can't handle everything on his own you know what I mean he he is probably a coordinator for the rest of his life and that's fine um,
1: there's a lot of coordinators out there that failed multiple times at being head coaches and North have been Norv Turner Norv Turner excellent uh, offensive coordinator Wade Phillips on the other side of the ball yeah they failed several times as head coaches and they are both you know probably top five coordinators of the last 30 years on their their respective side of the ball
0: yeah it, it, it's not a shameful thing and and you know what? Maybe he was always brought in here to just bridge the gap to another coach.
1: Um if that's the case, he would still be the head coach. Because I don't think, you know, next year we're gonna start, like I said in the, the opening, acquiring those assets that are gonna be the real foundation of this team with the cap money and, and the draft picks and everything. But we're not ready to compete yet for the playoffs next year. So if he's that bridge you know, the bridge would be a little longer.
0: So. But I think – wouldn't you want the head coach to have a lot of input on where those assets are going? I mean wouldn't you want to get your head coach now to have input on where the $80 million is going and where these draft picks are going? Because I, I mean that's what I feel like.
1: I mean I – Right. I, I th- that wouldn't be – that would not be Shermer. then. You'd want to. That's new what coach. I'm saying, yes. That's what yeah, I'm saying.
0: So-, so maybe Shermer was always here to bridge the gap to this point. I don't know. I'm not saying he has or he hasn't. I'm just saying it's not impossible that he was hired as a guy who could handle these situations, right? A rebuilding thing. He can go and take it in the media, not look like a fool. He could he could help with this retooling of everything. He could handle the Eli to Daniel Jones transition. He could get Jones to a starting level.
1: Then why would you give him a five-year contract?
0: I, I don't really know why you would do a five-year contract, but, but maybe it's it's because you don't know – at the time of hiring Pat Shermer, when that quarterback is coming, when that Eli Manning transition is coming. Um, maybe it's, you know, just simply that.
1: Yeah, but it, it, that'd be something you would think that the coach would be kind of, you think they kept that from him? Like this was our plan. We were going to smoke you at this point. Cause if that was not part of their plan, that's, well, that's pretty shitty.
0: I mean, he had an opportunity to show more, you know what I mean? I, it, I don't think they fire him if if this team is 8 and 8 this year. I mean, I'm not saying that like he had no shot of keeping the job. I just think that you know, he's the guy who can handle this situation. If he can't handle the whole thing, that's fine. When we get to that point, we'll reassess then, you know.
1: I think I think that the the qualifications that were specifically on him. A lot of things are out of his control with this team, but the things that were in his control, how he did his job and and the little things like you said having receivers running into each other all the time, or poor clock management, bad replay decisions, uh, not being being very reactive when teams throw out the, uh, the punt unit as opposed to... Uh, those are the type of things I think he was evaluated on and said, yeah. let's look at what he does as a head coach. Forget about does it cause a particular win or loss with this group of 46 players in 2019. I think they just made the evaluation that... You know, well, you made a mistake. I mean,
0: I, I think that goes without saying, right? I mean, if they yeah. went eight and eight with him making those mistakes, I think we're probably still wondering if he's a head coach material or not. But
1: uh, well, they become my, my my uh, line of thinking uh, is
0: pretty simple. He doesn't do that shit, and the team is eight and eight. He's still here. That's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, like, yes, assuming he doesn't look like a buffoon, like all the things I'm saying, and the team winds up being eight and eight, that he exceeded his expectations. He stays
1: probably. Well, well, then he's Jason Garrett, and he was about to get fired for being very similar. Eight well, eight. maybe
0: that—that it, it, that was news Sunday night, Monday morning. Now Tuesday morning, still hasn't happened.
1: Doesn't happened yet. That's true.
0: Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. I, I I'm 100 percent okay with Pat Shermer being fired. Good guy, probably a really good coordinator. Um, not head coach. Don't want him to be the head coach,
1: and um, it it
0: you know. It's time to move on.
1: A question for you, Grump. I did not see this. Was the rest of the coaching staff let go as well?
0: They are all under contract. They are free to seek other jobs or stay. The new coach will have, um, the new coach will have input on who stays, who goes, et cetera. Um, and we
1: have and we have not seen one report, one rumor, or anything that anybody on the staff is being considered to replace Pat Shermer.
0: I have not seen that no they've they have cast a very large net so far on people that they are interviewing or requesting interviews from like a massive net and I -hmm. I, I keep going back to this you know when it comes to the Pat Shermer hire and how they could have picked him and all this stuff the crop of coaches that were really available I mean you can ask anybody you know you can ask anyone for an interview but you're probably not going to get it and they were blocked from Kevin Stefanski but the crop of coaches that were really available in the pool two years ago, they none of them were really that good. I mean the best of the bunch was Josh McDaniels who then uh, fleeced the Indianapolis Colts that year and went yeah. back to New England. So I mean now we're looking at a group of guys – where there's more talent in this group of guys. There's more talent in fired head coaches this year than there was in all of availability two years ago. Between right. Jay Gruden and Ron Rivera, this, those are already two outstanding, you know, candidates.
1: And so, Mike McCarthy's hanging out there too.
0: Mike McCarthy's hanging out there too, you know. And now, now we're adding in all these other guys. Josh McDaniels' name has been connected to the Giants. I believe they requested an interview.
1: Um, yes, they did.
0: Um, Rule Matt Rule Matt Chris, Rule Chris Richard from Dallas, their uh, their secondary coach. Eric Bieniemy, from Kansas City City is a fantastic name, Um, and oh, Wink, whatever,
1: Wink Martindale. Wink, but the the, but the intriguing thing about that was I forget who tweeted it out was that he would bring along Joe Brady with him, and for all those who follow college football, know he is the passing coordinator for LSU and is thought of as the mastermind behind their insane offense which is the best offense i have seen in 20 years in college football 29 year old guy super young but that makes that very very interesting and very appealing and there's also other guys that are kind of hanging around too that are available urban meyers out there urban meyer has been
0: very connected to the nfl this year
1: yeah so you're right there is a much better crop and you know if this would be something where I think Gettleman was a little – is unfairly criticized. You know, After worrying about Stewart, the, the running back is the, the, the worst thing in the world he's ever done. The second thing is he also hired Schirmer. And I, you know, as the reasons you just gave more than anything, you know, let's not put all the, the blame on him. And we'll get to our Gettleman takes in a couple of minutes. But yeah. uh,
0: One other name that was connected to – and I don't have the name off the top of my head. But New England, uh, their special teams coordinator – was also connected to the Giants as well. They are really throwing a gigantic net out there, and they're interviewing as many, well, at least attempting to interview as many people as possible.
1: And I'm not sure what are the rules um, as far as uh, coaches in the postseason. You can request interviews, but is there something like you have to wait till after the playoffs they are done before they can have those interviews? Or how, how I does think that it's work? they
0: can't they can't be offered a job while they're in the playoffs. I'm
1: not really sure.
0: I know it's something funny like that. Um
1: Yeah, it's weird because you see guys leaving immediately, like the next day to go to their next place yeah. sometimes.
0: Well yeah, I mean and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean they, yeah. they kinda have to. I mean, they're already in full swing trying to get shit going for the next year, so mm-hmm. and, and not for nothing. If you if you lose, you know, in the playoffs, like that's kind of what you'd be doing at your home base anyway. Yeah. So it is kind of a tricky thing it's a little strange and there is a rule there i'm not hundred percent sure on what it is um nevertheless uh you know i have um i don't want to have any hot take on any um any coaching candidate uh because i i i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you that Matt Rule is going to be a great coach because I haven't really watched many Baylor games. I've watched two, um, so I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell them that he's going to be great or that he's going to be bad. You know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and
1: tell you that. Um, and even that, even if like you watch the uh, the Sugar Bowl tomorrow night when Baylor plays Georgia, you know, it's like it's one game and it's a bowl game. I know people get really excited about. Oh, did you see this? And that's like, you know. Relax. Don't don't take anything you see as like gospel for that's the way it is and that's the way it will be too. So I'm sure people were watching film of Minnesota two years ago and were super excited about what's going to happen here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't matter what we see on TV. Ultimately, these guys are going to get an interview. And if they go in there and bomb the interview, I'm not going to blame the front office for not hiring somebody. So mm-hmm. we won't ever really know what goes on behind closed doors. I mean – Again, we can wish and think and guess, but
1: well, you know what's going to happen though, because we are going to every time somebody else gets hired, people are going to shit all over Gettleman. You know, already with Rivera most likely going to Washington, that's a miss on his part, and he can't get this guy. So you're going to hear a lot of silliness going on. Just let's see who we get before we you know we're ready to crucify the GM.
0: Look, there's been many years now. One winning season since 2012, um, and I get the need for instant gratification. I get it; it makes sense. But the rational person is going to sit back and just wait for something. We will hire a coach. I'm not going to judge on anything that happens until that happens.
1: Yeah, I feel very, I feel very confident, Grump. That when the season starts in September, we will have a head coach.
0: There you go. You've heard it Breakout. here first.
1: Yes. I don't think anyone else has had that That's take. my scorching hot take. Yeah.
0: No, but but for real, I, I'm not going to the, – here's the, the the one thing I can say. It's a good thing that they are casting a wide net. This is a year full of big names and it seems that they are pegging a lot of people for the job. That's good. It's a good thing. Um, when they get those interviews, who they decide to keep, I may wonder how badly an interview could have went or what was said or how good somebody did an interview but until then I'm not going to make any judgment on anything.
1: Yeah. Um, the one thing the one thing I will say for all of you people out there um, don't do something which I call the telephone game. And you know what that is. When you were a kid maybe you did it in school or you know when you were playing you get like five or six people in a circle and somebody starts off by saying something and you whisper it to the next person and then to the next person. And that original statement gets morphed into something completely different because you don't hear every word. You don't say every word correctly. Don't do that same thing on social media. If you hear something – if you hear, for example, you know, uh, an analyst or a hot take person say, you know who would be good for the Giants? Uh, David Cutcliffe because he coached Daniel Jones at Duke. Don't turn around and assume that that means the Giants have interest in David Cutcliffe. That's not what is said. And I'm seeing that far, far too often, even in things that, you know, Schirmer said or Gettleman says or Maris says or what, you know, anybody is saying on on Fox or CBS or on Twitter or anything. Just, you know, that's my one. My New Year's resolution for next year is for me not to do that as much or at all, and to beg you people out there to do the same thing. <laughs> I, I, it's been so much of that going on, and it's just it, 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 the narratives that I've been hearing. You know, like we were driving back last night from the Orange Bowl, back from to the hotel, back from the game, and we put on ESPN Radio. Why I don't know why we did that, but these are two guys hosting this show. This is a national radio show. This isn't two imbeciles doing their own giant podcast. This is a national radio show and all they were were spouting out the most basic clichés and telephone game comments that just simply aren't true. And you know, you're going to hear a lot of things. Don't assume what you hear is accurate. Get to the bottom of it before you know you have your decision on something. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why people are still so angry and pissed at a guy like Dave Gettleman, which I guess is a good segue. To, we can start talking about him now.
0: Boy, that was perfect. Thank so, you. so Dave Gettleman, uh, Pat Shermer was announced he was fired. It, it was announced that Pat Shermer was fired on Monday, Tuesday at eleven o'clock. Dave Gettleman held a press conference where he answered questions. I mean, that's really all he did. That's it. Was not there was no statement really other than I'm here. We're all on
1: notice. Um, Let's be fair too, before we go any further, this is the same schedule that Jerry Reese would have when he was a GM. And not only that, he would speak before the season and then he would speak after. The The only GM who talks on a regular basis is is one Jerry Jones. So let's, let's not make out to be like, well, he hides from the media or he hides from the fans. That's standard protocol for a GM and an owner pretty much as well too.
0: Look, I'm gonna. That that was brought up in the conference. Why why don't you take more bullets? Why'd you let Pat Shimmer take all the bullets? And he pretty much said, "This, you know, I felt bad that he was taking the bullets, but this is what GMs do, because once the season starts, it's about coaches and players. And he's right. There's only so much a GM can do within the season. There's a trade deadline, and that's about it. Um, but I'm. Just watching this press conference, it was a good press conference because it was boring and useless. That is a good press conference. That's good PR right there. I'm just going to say that. I mean he answered things in the most BS way that there is. There's nothing to glean from that, and that's the way I want a GM to talk because I don't want to know what he's thinking and what the plan is because I don't want other people to
1: know what it is. Well, I, I said at the beginning of this show that I really take with a complete grain of salt whatever is said in these type of press conferences. Absolutely, It really – I mean – I know why these are done because there's a lot of the fan base who wants accountability and believes every word these guys say. And hey, that's fine. And you need to give answers for those people. So um, even before we get to the Gettleman thing, I want to go back to what Mara had said in his comments about why Pat Shermer was let go. He basically said that, We weren't winning enough. That was the bottom line. That is purely an answer for the red meat of the people that demanded that this team should have been in the playoffs. Right. You know, there's nothing that's not the answer. That's not why he got fired. But those people who smelled blood in the water wanted to hear that specific phrase. So when you hear these guys talk, take with a grain of salt everything that they're saying. Now, especially though, we'll get to the Gentlemen discussion too because he he went a large amount of topics that he talked about and there are a lot of answers that people heard that they're not going to like but i know, don't think so i
0: mean for the most part i think that it was just pretty boring i mean i think he he said a lot of things that people probably don't believe or maybe contradict his first press conference with the team you know That's what i mean
1: that's well, my point but but that
0: you either believe him or you don't and frankly i don't believe anything that comes out of these things but it was just a I, I will say the best thing about this press conference is he didn't come off like a snarky know-it-all. He was very humbled in his answers. Now whether that's true or not, I don't know, I could care less. You know what I mean? Like it it was not very much like we know what we're doing. It was very much like, look, you know, we're going to look at everything. We're all on notice. You know, these are these are just little quotes from the entire meeting you know he gave some answers that still don't answer anybody's questions i mean like in his defense of the leonard williams trade he simply said you know we felt that the juice was worth the squeeze they just they picked the guy because they thought that he would help and that doesn't answer the question as to why you trade resources for impending free agent etc um and that's fine you know what i mean like What's he going to – there's no answer that's going to truly defend that.
1: Yeah, I mean if he if he thought he was a, a an asset that they truly wanted and needed, he's going to pay what his market price is for it. And if he ends up re-signing, they got the guy that they wanted. Uh, we don't know – one of the things that's going to be kind of – to be determined with this team is what kind of defense we're going to run with this new coaching staff. Very true. You, you might see a 4-3. You might see some sort of hybrid of something else. Um. I don't think this trade was made with the thought of a future coach because they don't know who that coach is going to be. Mm-hmm. But um, this is – it's still still a, to be determined. And what if those draft picks turn out to be shit? You know, whoever – it's, it's a little bit of a – you know, it seems a little – definitely an eye-opening trade and one it opens itself up for a lot of debate and criticism if possible. But again, until we know both sides of the equation, A, is he re-signed? be you know what happens to the draft picks that we get out of it and we give away we don't know yet I mean it's also not it's also not gonna break this roster for the next ten years this move
0: no but even if it breaks it for if it slows it down one year at this critical point I think it might have been a bad move but it's okay to have a bad move I mean
1: it's only one or two draft picks we're not talking exactly. again it's, this isn't trading the farm you know to for get Herschel Walker or Ricky Williams or something. That yeah. that that breaks a roster for a generation. Yeah. This is something you're losing. You're netting losing two draft picks.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I saw the sentiment out there that it was the worst or most egregious move that a GM has made. It's not even the worst in the last like five years.
1: Yeah, you know I mean? think that people said that might not have hit puberty yet. So I'm not worried about what that. It, it, that.
0: It's – there. I, I mean I think it's just – it's a bad move. It's
1: a very bad move. Um you see, they resign him, and he plays better in a, and I mean, a defense. Fits it, him. Maybe it's not a bad move yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's they they spent a lot of money to get him, whether they keep him or not. They spent a lot in general to get him. Uh, so it's not a it's not a great move, but there are bad moves all the time. Uh, and it's yeah. it's not it's not horrendous. It doesn't go down in history as one of the worst moves ever. It really doesn't.
1: The, the bottom line is, if you don't like Dave Gettleman from Dave one, you're going to hate this move yep. far more than somebody who had an open mind or actually likes the guy. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So take a poll of everybody who thinks it's the worst trade of all time. Ask him what they're. You know, it's kind of like politics. You know, if you don't like something that President X did. You think it's the dumbest trade negotiation or whatever? Ask me what political party you're from, and ask me what your opinion is of that president. Same thing. Um, I, in one of, I think my
0: favorite line from the whole thing that really kind of, I think, encompasses, if you could summarize the whole press conference in one moment, I, I think it was Kim Jones. I don't really know. Somebody said, you know, you're telling us that everything is going to be OK. And he just kind of looked back and was like, is that the vibe that you're getting from this press conference? I'm telling you everything is OK. I think I think it was very poignant. And, I, and you know, I, I don't feel like I need to always keep saying this, but I'm not a Dave Gettleman guy. But I think it's true. I don't think he was up there saying that everything's going to be OK. I think that they are not where he hoped they'd be this year, but... They're also not where they were in 2017. You know, that's
1: I mean, the te- that's the telephone game happening again because he is saying some things and it, and they hear something that was not said and they just regurgitated it back to him. You're saying everything is okay. Never said that. Yeah. You know, we we are at point B or C or D of the rebuild. That is a fact. Is the point B or C or D ahead of schedule, behind schedule, at schedule? That's to be determined. Right. You know, so we don't know the results of this process until we know the results of the process.
0: Yeah, and that's that, one of the that, things he said about be. the – when when talking about the Leonard Williams trade, his uh, – or maybe it was the Beck, Beckham trade. He was talking about one of the two trades and he said, we're not going to know until two years from now. Yeah. and, and you know, It's something that you and I have been saying since it happened. We don't – know. there is no instant evaluation for a trade especially, especially when they involve draft picks because then you have to pick with the draft pick. Then you have to see how the draft pick develops. I mean if we netted a sixth-round pick for a trade and we use that sixth-round pick for Tom Brady, the moment that that pick happens, that is inconsequential. The moment Drew Bledsoe goes down and Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl, it's the best move of all time. So – it takes time to evaluate things like this, and not for nothing. But trades, trades, generally people don't win or lose. They're usually pretty fair.
1: It's also not the goal of a trade is to win or lose it. The, the right. goal of a trade is to make your team better. Yeah, you know, if you have to give away a first a, a pick, and that pick all of a sudden becomes Tom Brady for the Patriots, but the trade on your side gave you a cornerback you needed to win the Super Bowl. Successful trade. You won a Super Bowl. You filled a need that you needed. Um, One thing I want to talk about that, speaking of trades and Gettleman, is now this narrative is because the Giants will be drafting fourth in the upcoming draft. And there are teams behind them that do need a quarterback. And now the narrative is everybody parroting. Well, Dave Gettleman is not creative. Because he never has made a trade in the first round in his career. First of all, I don't know. I like to know what the definition of creative means. I mean, trading Odell Beckham to me is pretty creative. (laughs) I mean, and second of all. Have you gone back and analyzed every first round that he is drafted in? Have this? The Panthers or the Giants been in a position where it makes sense to trade up or trade down?
0: It was simply I mean, just the year they took Saquon. But again, you're not factoring in that Saquon is Saquon.
1: Well, we, you're also not factoring in – were you in the war room knowing what deals were being offered?
0: I mean, That's actually – I got into an argument with somebody. Um, Denver – it was conf- well it confirmed, as much as a, a verified source can say, made a phone call for that number two overall pick, but no one can confirm what was offered. Right. So, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, if I don't know what was offered, I'm not going to tell you it was a bad idea to not trade down. If they're not offering well, it, enough, then trading down is a mistake.
1: Yeah, it's just a blanket statement where you don't know all the facts and everything, and what you know. When he was a Carolina, and they're drafting, you know. They had or Cam
0: Newton. I don't think they were ever drafting really, really high while he was there.
1: Right. So if you're drafting like 27th or 28th and you don't trade down, is that all of a sudden a knock because that's not an opportunity to trade down? It just, drafts kind of play out – you can't predict drafts. It just sort of happens. There's a flow. That quarterback run may start at pick three or pick nine. You know, The wide receiver run may start at some point. A trade may happen, which may – scramble, you know, who gets picked where? We, you, you don't know these things. So just to say, well, he hasn't, never means he won't.
0: That's actually a fun exercise. I think I'll go through his time in Carolina and see if there really was other opportunities for him to trade down.
1: And you guys are wondering what Grump would be doing for New Year's Eve. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just, you know, I, I think that's, that is when you're starting to pick nits because you don't like somebody. You have no idea what's going to happen in, in in the draft, and we don't know everybody who's going to be eligible. We don't know. We're, I'm I'm sitting here watching the, uh, the the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. You know, somebody might get hurt on the next play, which might scramble the draft. Mm-hmm. We don't know anybody in this game who might right after in the in the locker room might declare who's going to be pro. We didn't think he was going pro. Somebody may not be going pro. You thought was going pro. There's combines. There's workouts. There's injuries. There's gas masks. There's there's gas masks. There's hires of GMs that may happen. There's firings that may happen. Don't know. So I, I think at this point, when people are worrying about, you know, this type of stuff, it's way, way, way too early to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I, I never really a big fan of Dave Gettleman, um, but do think that moving on from him now would probably have been a mistake. And, you know, the reports were that they were kind of split on, on what to do. I don't really believe that. It, you know, it seemed like two weeks ago, Dave Gettleman knew he was going to be here on Tuesday holding a press conference. And it seemed like probably four or five weeks ago, John Mara and Steve Tisch knew that Pat Shurmur would not. You mm-hmm. know, and we, we said it at the time. It really just doesn't seem like Gettleman's gone and Schirmer is here. You know, it it just it never looked like the scenario of Pat Schirmer being here or Dave Gettleman being out were the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, no, I mean the Dave Gettleman, and also I like the comment and the statement that Mara made, saying he will be the GM next year and hopefully for the foreseeable future. There was nothing, and we talked about it in last week's show, we didn't want to comment he's got a year to prove himself or he's on the hot seat or we wouldn't say the hot seat but just language that's coded to say Get it next done this year It's do or, or die. Yeah. He, it's, the assumption is, you know, and that you're seeing also kind of paraded around in, in the telephone game being played that, you know, this is a critical year for him. He was put on notice no, he wasn't. He's he's doing his job as is until instructed otherwise, until he's told, don't show up for work today.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think that this is a make or break year for him in the sense of progress. If the Giants end up second in the NFC East, they miss out on the wild card, they end up 8-8. Eight and eight, That's a significant improvement from where they were because that means that they were in the wild card hunt. That's – Leaps and bounds from being out of it by October 31st.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's even so much more than that. I think it's just going to be, you know, this is the first year I think that you're no longer looking at the roster as, how do I prepare to rebuild? Now it's the pieces are in place to begin doing that. Right. Truly, yeah. I mean, yes, you got your you got your franchise quarterback, you got your franchise running back. You've you've made some draft picks that are pieces which you want to you know, start making this roster younger so you can rely on rookie contracts and all that. But this is really the first year you can go all out and, and spend money not to fill short-term stopgaps, but to build for future development and growth. And also, with a top-five pick, you have the ability to get a franchise player, mm-hmm. whatever that position may be. So I'm expecting the roster that we see the forty six on opening day in September to be, I'm expecting it to be significantly improved over this roster we've seen this past year. And if we don't see that and the results on the field, you know, and again, let's not start with, well, week one, week two, if they're Owen two, saying fire Gettleman, it's all disaster. Because as we've seen with just with this team alone, it takes time for offensive lines to gel defenses to gel. We remember, t- we remember, we remember, the year the Giants, the first two weeks, gave up a billion points, end up winning the Super Bowl after things kind of well. This is also going to be
0: a uh, an interesting scenario because they're going to be under a new coach, a whole new offensive scheme. So it might. I hate to say this already in fucking December, <laughs> but it might look worse before it looks better. You know, the preseason might be a fucking shit show.
1: I, I don't I ask, know. Can I ask all of our? faithful listeners and by the way we will say this four more times before we end the show we we thank you very much for listening yeah, all so year. much Think we up for our bullshit
0: i i our podcast this this like year has grown so much and it is really due to all of you guys we haven't really done anything differently um so we, we owe that to you guys
1: yeah but i do have one favor for right now don't watch any preseason games this year <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being really really serious um, you know the specter of is our GM in the on the hot seat. The specter of you know new coaching staff and everything. It, it's like Grump just said. This might look ugly in the very beginning, and just which is totally expected. This is a going to be a whole new. T- You're going to see maybe a third of this roster turned over again, but with guys that are hopefully going to be here for a while not a flip for a flip so you might see some stuff that may not look visually pleasant but that's okay so don't even bother watching it you can remember that in eight months from now I'd appreciate it
0: yeah I think I will because you definitely won't be watching it
1: no totally not
0: Um, but that's really all there is right now The, the news is coming fast and quick um and and it's like catching like a flame. Uh, so you know these names that we shot out about guys being connected to the Giants. I mean, those names are coming in like very suddenly at odd hours of the day and really quickly. So the best way to follow our takes on that stuff in between episodes like this is to follow us on Twitter. I'm at football underscore grump.
1: As always, I am at the cranky fan talking about everything Giants, Gator football. Our pathetic Knicks, Lightning, you name it. So, uh, give us, give me a follow on Twitter at the cranky fan, and of course, you can follow the show at Just Giants Pod.
0: And uh, you know, as I said before, you guys have helped us grow this podcast with, without us really lifting a finger. I mean, we have continued to do pretty much the same exact shit that we have done. <laughs> since day one and this year was a huge and and for no reason i mean this is a bad team so i mean there was really no reason for people to get excited and and follow us and you all did anyway and i think it's because you guys all told each other so please keep doing that we appreciate it so much and and all the kind
1: words and reviews we we also appreciate that you guys don't think we're crazy you know i I think too yeah it's one of those things where grump and i you know we kind of think sort of similar uh, as our philosophy on a team. I think we're both long-time fans with a long-term view of this team. Like, we're not going anywhere. And it's just like, how do we just make this team better and try to ignore some of, like, the, the short-term issues that we see? So, I mean, it's, it's... it's it's The criticism we get, the things we read, we're just like, these people are crazy, it makes me wonder sometimes of are we thinking about this right so we appreciate the fact that you guys you know at least respect kind of what we're thinking and hopefully we kind of agree that you know this team we hope and we think is on a long term path to becoming right again at some point you know it's not a birthright just because we're the giants that we're this great franchise that we can do it on our own and you know you know be a bellwether franchise in this league because we're the giants Giants have to do all the little things every other teams do to, to maintain success, and hopefully they're on the right path to do that now.
0: Yeah, and and we we don't think that this is an absolute shitstorm right now. So, well, I'm thankful that you guys don't think we're nuts.
1: <laughs> but- <laughs> now, if you want to talk about Grump's insane uh, comment that Queen is better than the Beatles, or the Back to the Future trilogy is better than the Godfather <laughs> one. That's over for debate, and well, at some point we are going to have a side. It's podcast. open season for that. I mean, yeah, it, there's going to be some dead, You know,
0: when, when when the Patriots lose Wild Card Weekend, you heard it here first. Um, we'll we'll have that debate on that show. We'll we'll pick one of those two, and you know, go. In. Also, uh, by the way, the cranky fans' insane theory that plain pizza is the only pizza.
1: Oh. Wait till we have our new podcast called Everything But Giants.
0: Yeah, I, I could strangle you through the microphone right now for that one. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate all the five-star reviews and stuff that you've left on our, our iTunes for that. So by all means, continue to do that. Tell other people. Leave nice reviews. Um, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever you listen to. Follow us there so that you get these episodes instead of having to you know, be told that they're out. And go Giants. Go Giants.